Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, Hour 3. It is a great day for talk radio. We're loaded uh, with all kinds of interesting things. We just came off the panel where I was addressing with the panel uh, prior to the top of the hour the story of uh, the College of Physicians and Surgeons here in Ontario uh, mandating effectively that their members uh, would be involved in procedures or referrals that may militate against their conscience. And so it's become a court case where some doctors would wish to be recused from uh, that mandate or responsibility. And now it's before the courts. It's actually before the Ontario Court of Appeal and intervening on behalf of uh, these doctors who want to uh, beg off, the Christian Medical and Dental Society of Canada, I guess, is the group that is being represented by the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms, uh, who are, I guess, they've got intervener status. And their president, John Carpe, is joining us on the line to explain really what's at stake. John, good to have you back in the Oakley Show. Hi there. Hey, glad to be with you this afternoon. Now, this case, uh, if I've got it right, uh, it had been uh, before a lower court that I guess, uh, upheld for the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario that doctors must do uh, the bidding of the patient or uh, just subscribe to the idea that uh, you've got to refer somebody even if it militates against your conscience. Is that pretty much the nub of it? Yeah, it it, it goes to uh, assisted suicide and abortion would be two examples of, of hot-button topics where you have some... Uh, you know, uh, Christian or Muslim or Orthodox Jewish or even uh, secular non-religious doctors that do not want to do abortions because they they say it's wrong and they don't want to do assisted suicide because they disagree with it. And the College of Physicians and Surgeons has adopted a policy that says every physician in Ontario has to either provide these services or provide a referral and this is what's gone to court because the doctors are saying, look, uh, to refer for something is to participate actively, and we don't want to refer, uh, and the patient still has the freedom to to get what they want from another doctor without a referral. So this is a charter case. Uh, there's a perception that this is really just a case of competing rights, but it's not, is it? No, because patients don't have a charter right to get whatever kind of health care that they want. And, and, and in practice, I mean, there are so many different kinds of, of treatments and services that you cannot get from every physician in any event. So there's no charter right to never be inconvenienced. And uh, so you don't really have a conflict of charter rights. The only charter rights at play here are the charter rights of, of uh, doctors and other uh, and nurses, other healthcare practitioners who have a, a freedom of conscience not to be forced to participate in what they believe to be fundamentally wrong. Right. And so uh, you're saying, that, well, to your mind anyway, uh, the charter rights would protect these doctors who want to opt out because they have freedom of conscience and religion, uh, which are uh, certainly within the charter. 
and their constitutional rights, but medical uh, health care is not a right per se, and so therefore you're feeling you're pr- on pretty solid ground insofar as this one going before the Court of Appeal and perhaps even to the Supreme Court. But the, didn't the Supreme Court uh, kind of rule on this back in the mid-'80s? Well, recently in the, fairly recently, within the past two years, we've had the uh, Carter decision of the Supreme Court of Canada that um, got rid of the prohibition on uh, counseling suicide and and assisting with suicide. So basically, that was a case where uh, somebody had the Lou Gehrig's disease or something like that, and um, the court said that physicians are allowed to... Um, help people to kill themselves. So that was that was new. Uh, the court overturned a prior ruling from about 15 years before that in in the Rodriguez case. So, but it, it, it's one thing to say that uh, doctors are permitted to assist patients who want to commit suicide, and doctors can help patients to do that. It's quite a, it's a very different thing to say all physicians are required to help patients to commit suicide. And the, the court said in the Carter case that um, there are there, there's no obligation on physicians that they have to be involved with this. Right. And so uh, I guess I'm kind of uh, perplexed then. Why is this still being contested if, in fact, uh, there is a charter protection for doctors who want to opt out and it seems like an open and shut case and there is no right to health care or to these services, be it assisted dying, abortion or what have you? Uh, why is this still being contested? Part of part of it is that the the College uh, of Physicians and Surgeons takes the position that if you refer a patient for a particular you know, service or treatment or medication, uh, that that does not violate your conscience, that, that uh, if you're not willing to do it yourself, that's fine. We'll respect your conscience rights to not do it yourself. However, you have to provide a referral, and providing a referral, uh, you know, it's no big deal. It's nothing, so just get on with it already. The viewpoint of the doctors is to say, well, no, to refer is active participation. And just as a practical example, I mean, if somebody says, uh, I want to buy a gun because I want to go rob a a store. Now, if you say, well, I'm not going to sell you a gun. However, here is the name and address of somebody else who will sell you a gun. And you give that information to the person. That's a referral. Now, I would argue that that is active participation, even though you're not selling the gun to the would-be criminal. If you provide uh, name and address and contact info for somebody else who will sell that gun to the criminal, you are actively participating. But there's a disagreement there because the college is taking the position in court that referral is no big deal, and these doctors should just you know, suck it up and refer, uh, provide a referral for things that they think are fundamentally wrong. Again, with John Carpe, he's the president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, and uh, the center is uh, intervening in a case that's being held uh, at the Court of Appeal of Ontario uh, today and tomorrow, I guess. Uh, And it has to do with these physicians and even dentists who uh, may not want to participate in certain uh, types of uh, medical or health care, and they believe they ought to be recused, but the College of Physicians and Surgeons says you can't opt out, and that's really the nub of it. About how many members in the Christian Medical and Dental Society of Canada that you're representing, John? 
Well, with the, the Justice Center for which I work is intervening in the case. So right. We're not we're not the lawyers. I think the Christian Medical and Dental Society has uh, thousands of members, possibly tens of thousands. Although I actually don't know the number. Okay, I guess I'm only asking because uh, you know, to some people's minds, it, it would seem like it's a tempest in a teapot, or it's not that big a deal. But if there is a critical mass of people who don't want to participate, obviously uh, there's a very serious or profound issue at stake here. Uh, not to say there wouldn't be, uh, even if it were only one person. But uh, on this matter, uh, you're saying that the appeal factum focuses on three key errors, and uh, that were made by the lower court, which is why the appeal is taking place. Uh, in layperson's terms, can you explain what those might be? Well, one, there's no uh, there's no right to be inconvenienced, and and there's no right to get whatever health care you might want. Okay? Right. Those are not charter rights. Th- those are desires, right? We all desire to not be inconvenienced. We all desire to have whatever medical care that we want, but those are not, those are not charter rights. So our biggest point is that there's no need to balance computing charter rights because patients do not have a charter right to get whatever health care they want. The other, the other big factor is that the government has not provided any evidence uh, sorry, the College of Physicians and Surgeons, which is the government body in this court case, is not the government, but it's the government body. They have not provided any evidence that there's going to be uh, serious inconvenience to people just because you have a small minority of doctors that refuse to uh, refer for abortion or refer for uh, assisted suicide. The numbers are small, and there's no evidence that uh, patients are going to be inconvenienced by this. All right. Uh, even though it had been pointed out in our last segment before uh, we brought you on board, our panel were saying how difficult it is to find a doctor uh, just in general. So, you know, this might disadvantage you. And this is, I think, uh, something that I wanted to get back to, the Oaks test, not to get too deeply into the weeds here, but where uh, the Supreme Court uh, did find back in 86 uh, in their interpretation of Section 1 of the Charter uh, that there were reasonable limits uh, where the government must establish that the benefits of a law outweigh its violation of a charter right. In other words, uh, could they say that they're striking a balance here uh, to the benefit of those who may be inconvenienced? Well, certainly the the College of Physicians and Surgeons is arguing that it's striking the right balance by uh, forcing doctors to refer uh, with, without you know, going so far as to force them to to uh, to perform the service, but in in fact, I don't think there's a good balance there because it's uh, it's a clear violation of uh, the the right of of doctors and nurses to to not be forced, not be compelled to do something that they think is fundamentally wrong, and what the benefits are of forcing doctors and nurses to to violate their own conscience, it's not clear. The government has not put forward any uh, hard data about, um, you know, actual patients uh, that are not able to have a doctor uh, help them to commit suicide just because uh, some doctors refuse to participate or refer for that. There, there's no hard data there that the government is relying on. They're, they're operating on. Uh, kind of a conjecture hypothesis theory that maybe there are some patients who want to kill themselves who can't get 
uh, a doctor's assistance for that immediately. They're putting it out there more as a theory, but they're not putting hard data before the court as to uh, real hardship or inconvenience that's being experienced by patients. All right, and so if these doctors, uh, on whose behalf you're intervening, should carry the day and win at the appeal court level, you think this is going to the Supreme Court? So hard to say because the Supreme, everybody wants their case to go to the Supreme Court. In fact, the Supreme Court is different from other courts in that at first, the Supreme Court itself decides which cases it's going to hear or not hear, in contrast to, say, the Ontario Court of Appeal, which is basically required to hear any appeal that goes there. They, they can't refuse to hear something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine as to whether this will end up in the Supreme Court of Canada. All right. Uh, when will we know what the outcome of this uh, case before the Court of Appeal? Uh, when's that happening? Well, hopefully before the end of the year. Uh, yeah. Court cases often take, uh, you know, three months, six months, nine months, sometimes 12 months before a decision is rendered. But be- because they're doing oral argument today, and that is kind of the last step before a decision is released, uh, realistically, it's pretty likely that we're going to get a decision in 2019 and you know, hopefully in the next three, three to six months, but uh, we, we don't know for sure. All right, but a pretty important principle, so we'll follow it closely. Uh, certainly we'll be talking to you before then, but I appreciate your time this afternoon explaining what's uh, really at stake here. Well, thanks for having me on your show, and have a great evening. And you. John Carpe, again, President of the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.